Welcome to the Michigan Minds Podcast, a quick and informative analysis of today's top issues from University of Michigan faculty. Thank you so much for joining me today on Michigan Minds. But before we start our conversation, could you please introduce yourself and share a little bit about your role at the University of Michigan? Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me here today. My name is Mara Ostfeld, and I am the um, Associate Faculty Director at Poverty Solutions, the Research Director at the Center for Racial Justice, and I'm also a faculty lead for the Detroit Metro Area Community Study. Thank you so much for sharing that. And in what areas does your research specifically focus? My research focuses on understanding the different dimensions of public opinion on a wide range of political issues. I think it's important in a representative government that everyone's opinions are heard and acknowledged in the decision-making processes, but we know this is not always the case. And some people's opinions continue to be weighted more heavily than others. This, of course, exacerbates power disparities in a way that has really consequential effects. It's also important to note that a Assessing and analyzing public opinion is a far more complex and delicate process than it often seems. There are a lot of complex social and psychological processes that go into how people think about questions, form their opinions, and express their views. So I work hard to understand these processes in a lay way that will allow me to amplify people's voices, perspectives, and aspirations. Thank you for sharing that insight into your work. And I want to continue to jump right into our conversation. Recently, you and other UM researchers have partnered with the University of Puerto Rico on the Puerto Rican Public Opinion Lab, funded by the National Science Foundation, UM Poverty Solutions, and the OVPR Anti-Racism Grant. And you're surveying residents on their attitudes towards policies and experiences. Could you please elaborate more on this research? Absolutely. The Puerto Rican Public Opinion Lab, or the Laboratorio Puerto de Opinión Pública in Spanish, is a partnership between myself, Julia Littman, and Ken Coleman at the University of Michigan, and Mayra Vélez Serrano and Luis Camara Fuertes at the University of Puerto Rico. Our goal is to enhance the political representation of Puerto Ricans and to increase accountability to Puerto Ricans. Specifically, we're designing and administering the first panel survey, meaning that we reach the same people and we try to survey them over time at different time periods um, with the goal of assessing their views and their experiences and, and aspirations. We're really focusing on getting a large representative sample of Puerto Ricans living on the islands. So using the survey infrastructure, we're regularly planning to conduct, analyze, and disseminate information on Puerto Rican experiences and attitudes towards a range of policies. In doing so, we're striving to accomplish two goals. We're working to help build the local research infrastructure that equips Puerto Rican students and faculty with the tools needed to advance their own research agendas and to also hold local and federal government bodies accountable. Equally notable and important to us is we're working to provide the public and policymakers alike with the high quality data on the experiences and perspectives and goals of people in Puerto Rico to ensure that their voices can't be dismissed or ignored in the policymaking process. So for example, as many listeners know, Hurricane Fiona hit Puerto Rico pretty hard last week, bringing more than 30 inches of rain and ripping apart infrastructure throughout the island. Many people were left without clean water or electricity for days. Hundreds of people of Puerto Rico on the island still do not have power. The federal government is going to send federal funds to support recovery efforts, but 
there's limited information on Puerto Rican preferences for how that funding should be spent. So how do people feel about different options for rebuilding the energy grid? How much desire is there to invest in renewable energy? How are people on flood zones thinking about where and how they wanna live in the future? This is the type of information that should be factoring into policy and spending decisions, but it just doesn't really exist right now. Thank you so much for sharing that insight. And it sounds like such important research. And could you please describe the ideation process behind this work and how the partnership with the University of Puerto Rico came about? Yeah, the University of Mich Michigan has some longstanding relationships with, um, with Puerto Rico, with the university, and with a variety of, of experts and scholars and leaders there, um, which was something that I didn't expect when I came to the University of Michigan, but was really exciting when I got here. We have people across all disciplines doing work on environmental engineering in the realm of like local political culture um, and history. And so it seemed like a natural fit to expand on that and build on our relationship with the political science department who we already had pre-existing relationships with. We have scholars who were trained here and then returned to Puerto Rico who are really fascinated by and believe in the importance of understanding and sharing data on public opinion. And so shared a goal of kind of making that more broadly available for people serving residents of Puerto Rico. So it grew out of some really strong relationships. Thank you so much for sharing that insight. And you touched on this a little bit in a previous answer, but could you discuss how this will help residents of the island? Sure. And let me just start off by offering some context. Today, the United States Congress makes rules and regulations and policies for Puerto Rico, but those living in Puerto Rico have no vote in Congress. They can't vote for the president of the US and they can't have a president of their own. In addition, Puerto Rico has limited sovereignty over their own fiscal decisions and plans. Due to the severe economic challenges facing Puerto Rico, Congress established a board that oversees and monitors government spending in Puerto Rico. One study in the Harvard Law Review recently described this board as being able to influence nearly any area of policymaking in Puerto Rico and something that undercuts any autonomy Puerto Rico had in respect to economic and social affairs. So there's a really urgent need in this context to ensure the voices of people living in Puerto Rico have a voice in their government, especially at times when they're facing unprecedented challenges, including hurricanes, earthquakes, and deep economic hardship. So this project strives to serve as an essential first step in this process. Again, high quality, large scale representative public opinion data really amplifies the perspectives of respondents, people who vote, people who don't vote, people who are getting out and about and really involved and people who are staying home. And it's been argued for that reason to serve as a fundamental tool for democracy and even democracy's auxiliary ballot box. I wanna just add on that and say, we aim to not only create this tool, but it was really important to us that we housed it in a local institution that can be controlled by local Puerto Rican scholars. In doing so, we hope this project will enhance the research infrastructure and opportunities available to Puerto Rican faculty and students. And we hope it will strengthen the public's ability to keep government accountable to local residents and ultimately serve as a powerful investment in a more democratic future for Puerto Rico. Absolutely, and it sounds so great that you are doing this research to really understand their opinions. Recently, you and your team were awarded the OVPR anti-racism grant. How does this grant help your research? 
kind of hard to underestimate the value of that grant to our project. When we first embarked on this project, we obtained funding to do what is often done with building a sample to conduct the survey in other parts of the US via addresses. So often you get that data from a public data source like voter files or the USPS. And even though the USPS operates in Puerto Rico and seems like it would be a useful institution to factor into our ability to get this type of data, many people there don't have standardized addresses at their homes. A lot of people in Puerto Rico rely on PO boxes or even their GPS coordinates to share their home's location. This created a big problem for us because it meant there was not a pre-existing set of data that included a representative and pretty inclusive sample of Puerto Rican um, residents that we could buy. Instead, if we really wanted representative data, which we do, we realized we would have to go door to door to enumerate housing units ourselves. And that required a lot more funding. But thanks to OVPR, we're not only able to train more students, we're able to pay them a good wage to do this work. Thank you so much for sharing that insight. And moving forward with this research, what are the next steps? Well, we were supposed to be in Puerto Rico this week training students on the next steps of the data collection process, but due to the widespread destruction caused by Hurricane Fiona, we weren't able to do that. So as I mentioned, our plan is to go back to Puerto Rico in two weeks, hopefully, train students on sample design and how to enumerate households and why this is all important, and then to begin that process of enumerating households in um, about 100 sampling units across the island, which is a pretty big but important endeavor. After that, we really look forward to cleaning that data and administering kind of a pretest of our survey and getting a sense of what the right way to ask these questions to elicit opinions that people are comfortable with and are clear. And then we hope to get more money to administer the survey on a large representative scale, hopefully before the 2024 elections where we think this will be really important and valuable. Thank you for sharing that insight. And it is such valuable information to have what is one takeaway that you hope everyone listening will have from the information that you've shared with us today? I mean, I think there's two takeaways that really stand out. Um, one is like, of course, voting is important. It's kind of the most fundamental way our, in our country, we rely on measuring and assessing public opinion on a broad range of issues. It doesn't capture everything. And so for that reason, we need public opinion polls in places even where we can vote, but especially in places where people can't vote. And we need good public opinion data. So I know people find it annoying and I get it when these places call and you're eating dinner and they're like, hey, can we ask you some questions about how you feel about this? I get it, it's super annoying. But this is also a really important tool that once our decision makers, policymakers get, it really is a powerful way of pushing them to be more responsive to the public. And so when people get those calls and are asked those questions, I hope people will really think more about it. And when they read news coverage that uses that data, I hope that they'll think about it differently as a way of, of learning about other people's opinions and ensuring that everyone's opinion is just better heard and understood and used in informing the next steps that we take as a, as a country and as individual localities. Thank you for sharing that. And before we wrap up, is there anything else that you would like to share in relation to your work or in general? The one other thing I, I do want to add is that 
again, this is one of the first sources of large scale representative data on public opinion. And one thing that we will do to ensure we have a funding stream to support um, this data collection process on an ongoing basis is that we will um, provide space for other, other institutions, other representatives, other organizations serving Puerto Rican residents to add their own questions about whatever issues that they think are important, um, whether that pertains to education policy or environmental policy or a wide range of other experiences with employment. Um, so there will be opportunities for other institutions to add questions and we um, hope to partner with a broad range of types of places and people working to serve Puerto Rican residents. So, please reach out to me or other members of our team if people are interested in that. Thank you so much for all the great information that you shared today. I greatly appreciate your time and thank you for joining us on Michigan Minds. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Michigan Minds podcast, a production of the University of Michigan. Join the conversation on social media with hashtag UMichImpact.